This is Face the Music, an electric light orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 039, Illusions in G Major. in G major is the third song on side two and the eighth track on the album El Dorado, a symphony by the Electric Light Orchestra. It was recorded over the summer of 1974 at the Delane Leah Studios in London. For the 2000 box set, Flashback, Jeff Lynne said of the song, A jolly name-dropping rocker. In the lighter notes for the 2001 remaster of El Dorado, Jeff described the song as, A rock and roll guy talking to a psychiatrist about his mystery visions. It was released as the B-side for Can't Get It Out of My Head. In the May 27, 1978 issue of Melody Maker, Harry Doherty wrote, Illusions in G Major is a raw bitch of a rocker that had as much to do with the classics as the Sex Pistols. Man, I really dig that acid rock. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsenson. And this sounds like a really, really fun dream. The kind of, well, fun in a different way. Last week's dream was pretty fun too. (laughs) It is certain kind of yeah in a wet way yes but this one's just a fun dream where there's uh, phantoms and they're they're rocking out and they're saying all kinds of poems and the guitar solo is pretty freaking awesome in this i really love it and it's interesting to hear a horn section in an elo song and i think it's interesting the way the horn section is it is part orchestra but they've also mixed sort of rock horns like as if it's also a little bit of chicago three dog night and and um was it three dog night that had the horn section blood sweat and tears. that's the ones i always mix up those yeah two. no three three dog night had uh, a lot of cheese but not a lot of horns right so their horn section sounds like if you took chicago and blood sweat and tears mushed them with a, a classical section orchestra and there it is in an elo song which is rare to have for an elo song I also love the way it ends, where the guitar pitches down, because that's perfect for considering that in the next song, it's where he wakes up. And when you leave a really great dream and wake up to reality, life sort of is like where that guitar at the end, where it pitches down. It's a, a fan-damn-tastic, fun, rockin' song. It really combines a lot of their influences all in one package. And sticks with the story because I know the guy's talking with a psychiatrist about all the dreams he's having and everything. But it gets into a little bit of him trying to see what his dreams actually mean and everything. I kind of disagree with Wikipedia. Wikipedia is saying it's a rock star talking to his psychiatrist about all this. And no, it's the same guy throughout the whole thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, the dreamer is not a rock star, but if you like music, you probably dreamt of being a rock star at some point in your life before you realized that you had absolutely no talent to do it. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, yes, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So then um, you have those frequent dreams. Now, one thing I find very interesting in here, I've never thought of rhyming the words Hummin and Leonard Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> well. It's the genius of Jeff Lynne. Right. <laughs> I'm kind of glad he mentions Leonard Cohen because like the little joke in The Young Ones, I feel like a Leonard Cohen album, which means left out of everything. Uh, a lot of people don't, unfortunately, he didn't really get a lot of mainstream attention until right before he died with people finally paying attention to how influential and how great he was. And yeah. here's Len happily paying a little bit of attention to him. And putting him in the same level as the Rolling Stones, and also the poets of Keats, and uh, was it Shelley he mentioned? I can't remember the other one. Robert Browning. Robert Browning, yeah, it was John Keats and Robert Browning. He was the one who wrote, Here I Sit All Broken Hearted, wasn't he? Uh, no. Mm, <laughs> that, okay. was the sh that was the <clears throat> uh, house poet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Completely different guy, then. Completely different guy. No, Robert Browning was the guy who wrote Auld Lang Syne and is known for one of the quotes that I use for most of the projects I get into, which is, the efforts of mice and men are often gone aglay. <laughs> See, what I think is kind of, I don't know, amusing, is that he mentions Leonard Cohen. And from what I know about Leonard Cohen, his early stuff, maybe his stuff around this time, is really quite slow and depressing and here's leonard cohen's name in a song that is not slow and depressing but he's a great lyricist that oh he absolutely that's, that's is probably what they're saying because they're saying rolling stones which is one of the best bands uh because they were still together the beatles were already broken up so the rolling stones are one of the best bands around at the time and then you got the words of Leonard Cohen being mixed with that really vibrant music that they were producing in the late 60s and 70s. And yeah, Leonard Cohen's stuff at the time was basically very acoustic-based. Yeah. And his lyrics are about a lot of lost love and sexual tension and religion and everything. So, so I have always definitely needed the lyric sheet for this song. I could only pick out a few words when I would listen, like names and doctor and phantom ship so this i think this truly is pretty much a rock song it's loud it moves they've got the distorted guitar solo and lyrics that you cannot understand at all it's almost like the closing theme from wkrp that case the guy was just singing gibberish into the microphone yeah that was one thing i did is as soon as the song started i went okay where's the lyrics <laughs> yeah there's something going on here that i need to see where's the lyrics <laughs> yeah and i was looking at the lyrics and going where did he even say that yeah this doesn't even yeah you look at the lyrics and you're thinking this doesn't even fit the melody or anything like that um but somehow he's jamming the words in there and this is i know just the rube that i am I never thought that this was the dreamer just laying out on the couch spilling his guts to a psychologist therapist. I thought he was using doctor as like a throwaway word like rock stars use baby or something like that. But it's an actual therapist and I, I like the lines here. Doctor, please believe me, I know you won't deceive me, but do these things I'm seeing have any hidden meaning? It's all good entertainment and doesn't cost a penny. 
And I kind of like that because um, it's kind of fun how he sets up this whole dreamscape in this song with ships and planes and foreigners singing these songs. And then it, without breaking the tune, it just jerks you back into a moment of reality in this whole dream song that's going on here. Exactly. And that's a pity that you can't hear the lyrics a little bit more because the lyrics are actually brilliant on this one like they are on most of the rest of the songs on this particular album and does show that he's looking for something beyond just escape. That he's right. looking for some deeper meaning that he can apply to his life. And it is a good way of wrapping up the main narrative of the album before you get to the big, huge finale of Achieve of El Dorado, which, uh, well, I'll get into my interpretations of what all that means next time. Yeah, I'm saving that for next week, too, even, even though it's, it's hard not to go into it because it's like, this is where the dream ends. And then it goes into the aftermath, which is next week. So I'm packing it away, and I'll pull it out next week. Uh, we're not going to do any packing and pulling out on the show. <laughs> Killjoy. Got something to say about illusions in G major? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. Midnight on the Water. A novel by Pam Van Allen tells the story of Horace, a man with a bank job in the city, who escapes from his dreary, lonely life into an elaborate dream world of knights, shamans, and merry men. Based on the 1974 Electric Light Orchestra album El Dorado, Midnight on the Water by Pam Van Allen is available at Amazon.com. Great moments in Electric Light Orchestra history. While strings are a trademark of yellow sound, you'll notice the absence of horns. I don't really like brass sound very much. That's why we never we don't use much brass ever. On, only on two tracks, I think we've ever used uh, brass horns. You know, I mean, I know there are some fabulous musicians who play brass, and good luck to them. If you enjoy this podcast. Please show your financial support through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash ELOPod, or through PayPal, ELOFTMPodcast at gmail.com. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I hated the song. The song was stupid. Hey, she hated it! Taste the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment Assorted Deli Meats Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word about the show by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast and get some good at patreon.com slash ELOPod. Next week, episode 040, Eldorado 